Hello, this is River Anne, and welcome to another episode of Heart Sense. Doesn't this music make you feel good? You're listening to my guest, Alana Gentry, a.k.a. Alana Banana. She's a singer, songwriter, foster mama, and children's content creator. Alana's been teaching music to kids for over a decade. She has three children's CDs and over 40 videos on YouTube as the Alana Banana Show. Today we're going to talk with her about our children as they remind us to shift perspectives, live with presence, and find joy by doing what we love. What a great song, Alana. Feel free from your CD, Fun to Be a Kid. It's just a joy to have you on the show today. And I'm looking so forward to our conversation. Thank you for being here. The heart is the most beautiful gift that God gave us. As children, we come in and operate from this place, a sacred place that may be the most pristine in our lifetimes. So I wanted to do a podcast about children so we could reawaken that part of us I refer to as your evolutionary wisdom. My guest today has been working with children to strengthen their hearts and character with her original music, inspiration, and imagination. I'm so excited to have you on HeartSense as we're exploring this wisdom of the heart today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We come in with the knowledge that we're all connected and and the same as a child, but somewhere along the way, painful experiences seem to reshape our responses and we forget that. People give up their joy and innocence that keeps their hearts open and strong, trading it for a false sense of protection they find from judgment. Your work is so full of joy. Is this part of what your message is to the world? That's a good question. I love working with children because they are so open and so heart-centered. Like you said, we come into the world with this knowing, this understanding, this connection to source, we all have it always throughout our lives. But I feel like you said, it does get a little lost. Our ego comes into play more as we get older. The left side of our brain, the logical side grows when we're young, that right side, that creative side, that intuitive side is really active. And it's not until around three-ish that the left side starts to grow more. And of course, that's part of being human. That's our biology. But one of my favorite things about working with children is that they are so open, so receptive. They're full of joy, light, love. That's our true nature always. And yes, through music, I hope to inspire them and their families and remind their parents again (laughs) to come back to that place and to live from that space. I think music is the universal language, our therapy in hard times. It can be so many things, but when I share music with kids and their families, you can just feel the energy shift in the room. You can feel a lightness come about and it brings me so much joy. So yes, I, I hope that my work and my music helps to remind people 
and remind parents, especially to find that within themselves again every day. Beautiful. I noticed you have created three children's albums and what I found to be a fabulous show called the Alana Banana Show that I couldn't quit watching. I kept looking for more episodes. It brought me so much joy. Uh, I noticed your costume in that show was blue, pink, and yellow. Yes. (laughs) Are these your favorite colors? Actually, my favorite color is green. Um, because I love nature so much, probably that's why my favorite color is green and blue. But when thinking about creating a costume for Alana banana, so this is a nickname that I've had since I was young. Most people say Alana, I think because my parents are from Texas originally, they said Alana Southern accent. So as a child, I always said, Oh, Alana, like banana. And that stuck. So when creating children's music. It just felt like the natural fit. And when coming upon a costume or what I would like to wear, we thought, well, I don't want it to be all pink just for girls. And I love blue. So we went with a pink skirt. Maybe the girls would love that. We went with a blue jacket. Maybe the boys would love that. And then of course the yellow for the banana. (laughs) It was perfect. I absolutely loved it. I saw your blue shoes and that you're a dancer as well, tap dancing. Yes, yes. And I thought it reminded me of Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. And I wanted to ask you, do you still feel that child in you that inspired the Atlanta Banana Show? And and how old is she now? Oh, yes. I feel very young. So I am 46 right now. But I would say... I guess because I have lived a full life so far, mentally, I feel maybe I'm in my early 30s, (laughs) but yet my heart feels very young, five or six-year-old. I do feel like age is just a number. Our souls can be whatever age you want to be. Yes, I grew up dancing tap, jazz, ballet, but I've always really connected with tapping. I just love rhythm and I continue tapping as an adult. When doing children's music, I got really excited because I thought, oh, tap dance. I could bring tap to kids again because it's it's not that popular with children. I just thought it would be so fun to perform not just with a guitar, but also with tap shoes and inspire kids to dance. I also have noticed whenever they hear music, they somehow just know what to do with it. It's really beautiful. Yes, I I teach um, baby toddler music classes and what I love to see is that children, babies, even before they're walking, are dancing. <laughs> I say that like they rock back and forth. They feel the music. I think what it really comes down to is that music is just vibration. And everything really in life is vibrations. But music has that vibrational pull and energy to it that even if they Even if a baby can't walk, they feel it in their body and they just naturally move to it. And I don't care how many times I've seen it, every single time I'm filled up with excitement and joy. (laughs) Also, because I watch how excited the parent gets when they see their child move to music. For me, I'm a mama now. I'm actually a foster mama. We have a 16-month-old at home. We recently does she dance by herself and bounce up and down and twirl around. And every day, even if we've seen it before, we're like, woohoo, yay, you're doing it. 
Well, you've got those movements down. I was watching you. You got those toddler dancing <laughs> movements down. It was sweet to watch. <laughs> yes, you know, they like to bounce. They do. You're a singer, songwriter, musician, dancer, performer. You could have gone any direction with your talents. What prompted you to choose creating music and educational entertainment for children? What What do you feel children bring to our lives that are the invaluable lessons for today's adults? Oh, it gets me a little emotional because when I think about my younger self, I always knew I wanted to be a singer and a dancer. I did it from a very young age. I was in a dance company in Los Angeles, performing all over the city, did some work in the industry as a child. And then when I was 20, I finally learned how to play the guitar. I played piano as a kid and then knew I wanted to sing more. So my dad gave me his guitar and I taught myself, started doing open mics, got a band together, started writing music. And at that time was really going for a record deal and wanting to tour the world. And those are all great things to want. But I feel looking back, a lot of it was ego driven. And even though I knew that performing was a gift and something I loved and something I wanted to share and inspire with people, there was a lot of ego tied up into what I wanted, but I didn't know that at the time. So I was playing clubs all over and working at a restaurant and ended up moving to New York, got more into my songwriting there. And when I moved back, I knew I needed a shift in my life. I was tired of playing clubs. So <laughs> I just knew I needed a shift in my lifestyle. So I got really into my yoga practice. I'd always done yoga because since I grew up dancing, I wanted to keep my flexibility and dabbled in meditation in my twenties. But coming back to Los Angeles, I decided to dive deep into my yoga practice, into my meditation practice, because I felt a little lost. I thought, okay, this record deal isn't happening. I'm tired of working in the restaurant industry. What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? And I knew that if I got quiet enough inside the answers would come. So it didn't happen right away. At this point, I'm in my early thirties and a lot of my ki- my friends are having children around me. I always knew I wanted children, but not until later in life. I started hanging out with my friend's kids and a friend said, you should do children's music. And initially I thought, oh, I don't know, which is funny to think back now. I resisted it a little bit because I still wanted, I thought, well, music for me is writing about love and breakups and all of those things. But the more I started hanging out with kids, I thought maybe I should do children's music. And of course, people have called me Atlanta Banana. We already mentioned this. So I might as well just step into it. I'll create the Atlanta Banana Band. And my husband, but boyfriend at the time said, that's great. That's a great idea. He's also my guitar player. (laughs) Once I decided to go for it and just start creating children's music, everything shifted. It was instantaneous. The resistance I had went away. I felt very inspired again. I was excited to do this work. I started writing songs quickly and it was so much fun. I felt all the heaviness that came along with creating music before went away and it just was light. And I knew that that was the path I needed to take. I think because I had done a lot of inner work, I'd realized that when it's meant to be, you just feel it in your body. And it just evolved from there. We made one album And then we wanted to get a video made. And so we took it to our friend, Darren, who was working at Sony Animation at the time. And he said, yeah, I'd love to make a video for you, but you should have a whole show. And I'm thinking, (laughs) well, that would be great. (laughs) How do we do that? And he said, let's let's talk about it. It took a couple of years, but we decided let's go for it. 
let's create a whole show and decided to call it the Atlanta Banana Show. And that's when the ball started rolling with more music, this video content that's now on YouTube. We're back on track and I'm excited to see where it takes us. I noticed watching the show that you teach children a lot about their feeling and you teach them about breathing and the music varied from children's songs that were both fun and comforting to Beatles and rock and roll, where you changed the lyrics for the audience on things they appreciated and understood. All I can say is, wow. Oh, I always tell parents, I love to write my own children's music, but show them what you love as well. And as far as we had, we do have a video of, I want to hold your hand. And I did change the lyrics a little bit (laughs) instead of like to my friend instead of my love. But yeah, as far as the feelings, I think children, they grow up and we touched on this a little bit earlier as toddlers, they are so full of feelings. Now, I think they get a little frustrated because they're learning language as well. So they're not able to put words to feelings all the time, which then creates what a lot of people call tantrums or the terrible twos. I don't love that concept and that (laughs) so much. I know it happens, but the term, the terrible twos is I'm like, oh, they're growing, they're learning. They don't know how to put language to their feelings and they have so many big feelings. And I think it's important to encourage them to continue to have those feelings because like I said before, a little art intuition really stems from our feelings. So as we get older as a society, I think it's easy to say, oh, don't cry or, oh, it's okay. You don't need to feel that way right now. Or And we learn to shut it down a little bit. And then I think a lot of us learn to not trust those feelings so much. So if we can foster in our children to learn how to put words to their feelings, to let them know that it's okay to have big feelings, to also let them know when you're having big feelings. I listened to a a podcast recently with a child psychologist, and she mentioned a caller called in and said, well, I don't know if I should show my children that I'm having a bad day. I don't know if I should let them know that I'm not feeling great. She said, you should definitely let them know when they're old enough, like seven, eight, definitely let them know. You don't have to tell them all of the ins and outs of what's happening, but you can say, mommy's having big feelings right now. I'm figuring it out, but I want you to know that even if I'm having big feelings, it has nothing to do with you, that I love you. You are loved. You are safe because children are so intuitive. They pick up on all of it. So if you don't mention it, then I, that's why I believe, believe when they get into their head and think, did I do something wrong? What did I do? I think it's really important to keep open communication about our feelings with our children, because that teaches them how to communicate as adults. Absolutely. And that's fabulous advice. I think your next children's song should be called big feelings. Oh, (laughs) that is a great idea. River. (laughs) I know. I know big feelings for children and adults. Wow. Well, you might just get some writing credit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just answered one of my questions was uh, what kind of advice would you give adults about their feelings mm. around recognizing them, allowing them, responding and communicating them? So you just answered that question beautifully. Oh, thank um, you. Where can people find you if they're interested in getting to know you more or purchasing one of your children's albums or watching the Alana Banana Show? (laughs) For my children's content, go to the Alana Banana Show on YouTube. You can also go to the Alana Banana Show anywhere you stream music online. We have videos on our website, 
the Atlanta Banana Show as well. <laughs> and that's where people find me on Instagram too, at the Atlanta Banana Show. Cool. And I just want to say, I couldn't get enough of the Atlanta Banana Show. <laughs> it just Thank you. raised my frequency and joy. And I felt like a six-year-old. I did. Oh, so, thank you. Uh, that warms my heart. Thank you, absolutely. River. Keep doing what you're doing, Alana, because it's 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 making a difference. And mm. that's why we're all here, hopefully, is to make a difference and improve our world. Yes. Well, I appreciate that so much. Thanks again to my beautiful guest, Alana Gentry, for your insights and sharing your heart with us today. I am This concludes the first of a two-part interview with Alana Gentry, a.k.a. our Alana Banana. So if you've enjoyed this one, be looking for an upcoming episode with her again. And sponsor funding for HeartSense today was provided by the Melting Point and the Goldenstein Galleries of beautiful Sedona, Arizona. The Melting Point Studio and Gallery offers classes in glass blowing and torch work for first-timers and advanced artists. They're also a great venue for custom work, and they host private parties for larger groups. For more information, visit their website at sedonaglassblowing.com. The Goldenstein Gallery is a premier fine art gallery exhibiting throughout the five-star luxury resort of La Berge de Sedona. This gallery represents over 50 noted local and regional artists, offering a unique experience for guests and visitors to view life-size and monumental sculpture with changing exhibits of paintings, jewelry, and kaleidoscopes throughout the resort. For more information, visit their website at goldensteinart.com. And if you're resonating with HeartSense, please subscribe. I welcome your thoughts, comments, questions, and testimonials. You may share them here or by sending an email to ourheartsense the number two at gmail.com. And if you'd like to become a sponsor or donate to this podcast, I welcome your support. Thank you, everyone.